Speakers Corner, Broadcast and Podcast. Time is a gift. How are you spending yours? Over the average lifespan of 80 years, people will spend 20 years sleeping and 18 years watching television. That's almost half your life. When you consider the time you spend shopping, driving, eating and working, what's left? What priorities are most important to you today? What priorities will be most important to you tomorrow? What if you only had a year to live? A month? A week? One day? What if you only had three minutes to live? What would be most important to you then? Throughout this outreach radio series called Three Minutes to Live, you'll be on the streets with our TCC radio reps listening to real-time gospel conversations and learning how to witness with urgency. We are all just one heartbeat away from eternity. Where will you spend yours? Well, let's get this show on the road and find out. In the studio and on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. All right, well, welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show. And uh, we're talking about three minutes to live. We're going to try to find someone. I'm walking with Brother Dwayne here. We're just hanging out, walking the streets. Going to try to find someone to talk to. See some guy coming here. See if we can talk to him. Hey, man. My name's Corey. I'm with uh, our local radio show. Okay. And uh, we do walk-ups like this and just chat with people okay. real quick about topics. Yeah. So we're just talking with people about priorities. Okay. Can I can I interview you quick? If you want. Is that to, all right? Yeah. What's your name? I'm Corey. Steve. Steve. Nice Where are you from, Steve? I'm from here. From Originally, yeah. right on. So born what, in London. Born in London. Yeah. So we're talking about our top priorities in life. Okay. First question is, is what kinds of things do you spend most of your time doing, like right now? Right now? Yeah. Like, what, what, what's important to you? Well, 30 years in, old? What's important to me is friends and family more than anything. Okay. All right. What do I spend most of my time doing? I spend a lot of time working. Yeah. And then when I'm not working, I spend a lot of time hanging out with my friends and my family because they're probably the most important things for me. Okay. Okay. Now, would you consider those to be the top priorities? Like, if you were to shortlist them to these are the main two, three priorities in my life this is it work would not be a third priority okay. for me it i mean okay. i love i love my job and i and i i gotta do it but it's there's more to more to life than just work right the okay. other two friends and family are big on my list okay yeah okay. do you expect that to change at any point in life no. okay you're pretty family man oh yeah tight with your family very tight good for you that's not that's rare these days yeah man. especially with the guys we tend to just disconnect right yeah now, as I said, we're, we're a spiritual speaker's corner. Okay. And this special is actually called Three Minutes to Live. Pretty okay. intense. But have you ever been, Steve, with someone who's, who's been near death? Hotel uh, no, or a hospital? Or, the, uh, the closest I've ever come is uh, I had a buddy that when we were younger, he got into a, a bar fight and uh, he was knocked unconscious and, you know, he went to the hospital. It, uh, it was very serious at the time, but it didn't end up being anything serious. That's probably right. the closest I've ever been. To All right. How, what do you feel about that scenario? Well, how does that, how does that hit your intellect? Okay, you're, you're driving along a scene of an accident. Yeah. And you see some guy getting t- you know, taken out with the jaws of life, and, and, and you're fairly confident this guy's not in good shape. How, how do you feel about that scenario? What, you know, what, what do you think of that, if that was you uh, standing there to help that person? Personally, well, if I was standing there helping the person, I, I first of all, I'd feel terrible. I'd feel scared. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
other than that, I you'd just, feel scared for them. I would feel scared for them. I'd feel scared for myself because I think I put my own life in perspective. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's a, no one said that. That's yeah, actually. I mean, I just, I mean, you, you, you can't help it. Being, being in a situation like that, you can't help but almost imagine it happening to yourself or happening to someone you love, yeah, and someone you care about, right? Yeah, that it's just the fact that you know you're in that situation. You see someone like that, you obviously go out to them and you go out to their friends, their family, everything like that. But yeah. at the same time, it's a big thing for yourself too. Yeah, thinking, yeah. what would I do if I was in this situation? Well, based on what you said, Steve, in terms of your priorities, what do you think would be most important to you if you only had three minutes to live? What would you what would be racing through your mind? Racing through my mind, yeah. obviously my family, my friends, my girlfriend. Hmm. Um and honestly, like I know you guys are doing a spiritual radio show. Mm-hmm. All right, so and not to not to kind of play up to you guys, but at the same time, I'm I'm not a big religious person, but I am Christian, okay. and I do believe in something. I would obviously be praying a little bit, wow. or at least okay. asking for salvation of some kind. Okay, like I'm not afraid to die, but at the same time, everyone's got to worry a little bit what's going to happen afterwards, right? Yeah, sure. So, There's a faith component, regardless, yeah, exactly. and that's the thing. You oh, you have a you have a form of faith, but who knows whether your faith is going to be justified? Okay, right? okay. So you said you're a Christian man. Yes. Um, one thing we're doing, we, we're role playing. Okay. So, so assuming that we, we're both in that boat, we we both got three minutes to live. Okay. And what we've been asking people is, is you share with me what you'd say, what you'd say to me, and I I come back and do the same. Okay. What would you share with me, Steve, if, if I had three minutes to live, and uh, man, I I'm you know I'm trembling. I'm like, dude, this yeah. is trippy. I, I don't know what the heck's out there. What's well, going to happen? You said you're a Christian. I am. So I'm what, a Christian. What would, what would you say to me? Not Ult- just to make me feel better. No, no, I mean, but- ultimately, it is, I mean, it is a big thing about making you feel better, though. If you're in a situation like that, you ha- you have to make the person kind of feel at ease. Okay. So maybe reaffirm their faith. Okay. Maybe I would reaffirm your faith. I'd say to you, you know, you, you've let, I mean, you don't want to let the person know. Who knows if they're actually going to pass away. Right. Or if some miracle is going to happen, they're going to come out of it. So I wouldn't want to say to you. You know, look at what you've done with your life. You've had a good life, everything like that, even though that might be going through my head. Mm. Look at everything you've accomplished, everything like this. But at the same time, I tell you to to, to feel good. You Feel all right. You're going mm. to be fine. Wow. Right? Do you believe that? I do believe that. I, I, I believe that if you're a good person and you try to do your best and be good, mm-hmm. then then you're going to be all right. Everything, you're going to... You're going to keep it, and Lord's going to keep you in your hands. So what if I say, but Steve, man, I've done some bad stuff, dude. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how many bad things a good person has to do to not be yeah, good anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't think there, I don't know necessarily if there's a limit. And the bell goes off. I know what and you mean. And that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I think that if you can acknowledge that you've done some bad things, mm-hmm. you can acknowledge that you, you're not perfect. I think the acknowledgement in itself is almost admitting that, you know, I understand the wrong I've done. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going out and you've caused a whole bunch of sin, killed some people, whatever you want to say you've done, but you don't have any remorse for it. Mm-hmm. The moment that you show remorse and you, you admit that you've done bad things, I think that almost is uh, almost almost like a confession in itself. Hmm. So, Steve, do you believe that God is good yeah. and just? Yes. You do? Yeah. Are you aware that that could be our greatest problem? That God is good and just. Right. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't know. Okay. This is, this is interesting. Okay, let me bounce it back then. Sure. So let's just say that I show up, and here's Steve, you know, young, 30, you're bulletproof, you look like you're a healthy guy, <laughs> but man, you're in trouble. Something's happened okay. to you, and and uh, you're saying, dude, man, I, I'm, I'm frightened. This is what I'd say back to you, and, and we can sort of dialogue after. Okay. Is I'd say something like this. I'd say, Steve, first of all, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. 
uh, whatever the scenario, I'm so sorry that you're in this situation. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a bit of trepidation. You've got to be somewhat scared. And I, and I really hope and pray that I can say something to you that won't just make you feel better, that'll be truthful, mm-hmm. and that'll prepare you for this leap you're about to take. Yes. The first thing I would say is God does exist. And even if you don't believe in him, that doesn't make him go away. People who don't believe in gravity don't float away. Either God is, yeah. is or he isn't. Yeah. God is real. Mm-hmm. And God is not just good and just, but he's holy and he's perfect. And see, the challenge we have, Steve, is that we're not. See, what the Bible says is it says that we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Mm-hmm. So if we look at his standard of perfection, as we see in his law, written across your heart or his Ten Commandments even. Yeah. Lying, stealing, you know, coveting. My guess is if you're like me, you've probably lied and stolen and hated and lusted and done all these different sins sure. thousands of times. Yeah. And the challenge we have, Steve, is that is God is good and just. He can't just let you go. A good judge must punish that sin wherever it's found or he'd be corrupt. I agree with that. So the challenge is, is we need to communicate to you a way that God can stay good and stay just but let you go free and reconcile you to himself. Yeah. The only way that can happen in a judicial sense, if there's a sacrifice or a payment yeah. for the debt that you owe to God. Okay. And see, the good news is this, is God doesn't want you to perish, man. He doesn't want you to go to hell. God went to an extreme measure to reconcile you back to himself. He stepped out of heaven and became a dude. Mm-hmm. But 2,000 years ago, like a handfuls of glove, yep. he became a human being. He walked this earth in moral perfection. Every thought, every word, every, every action was perfect. He was born of a virgin. He did signs, wonders, and miracles to prove he was God. His name was Jesus Christ. Yeah. He walks this earth. But on a, at a set time, he went to a Roman crucifixion, a brutal, miserable death on a bloodstained cross. But it went far beyond just the physical suffering of the, the cat of nine tails and the crown of thorns. On that cross, he said something phenomenally frightening for someone who doesn't understand it. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And what happened at that point, it says in Isaiah 53, 10, that it pleased the Lord to crush him. That's Jesus. And what happened there is Jesus Christ took on himself all the wrath, all the punishment, all the hatred God has for sin. He absorbed that wrath in himself. Mm -hmm. The Bible says he who knew no sin was made to be sin so that you might receive or become the righteousness of God. This incredible transfer took place. He absorbed your wrath, your punishment, your sin. And for those who repent of their sin and put their faith in him alone, he gives them his righteousness and the right to be called sons of God at that point. Okay. So the way we receive that free gift isn't by praying a certain prayer or going to a certain church. I'm guessing you have no time to do I'm, I'm not a churchgoer. You're I'm not a religious a person, but not a churchgoer. I'm a spiritual person. Okay. I don't with, want to say but religious. With three minutes to live. This is, this is the biblical formula, Steve. Mm-hmm. God said, I've set aside a day that I will judge the world in righteousness. It's not about happiness. Yeah. It's about righteousness. But he also said, there's no other name given among men by which we must be saved than Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So what he commands of us, he's calling men everywhere to repent. That means that you see yourself in truth, you you change your mind about your sin, and with God's help, you turn from sin towards God, and you put your faith in Him like you'd put your faith in a parachute on a crashing airplane, yeah. and you cling to what I just shared with you, because yeah. there's only one way. Christ said, I'm the way and truth in life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Yeah. So Steve, my prayer for you, my friend, is that you will repent of your sin, put your faith in Christ because at that point God can now receive you to himself because he sees you as perfect because of Christ not because you're good man yeah 
You're a sinner like no, I'm a sinner. Every, every, just like everyone's a sinner. But mm-hmm. because as a sinner, you've now been made perfect because the imputed righteousness of Christ is on your being now, and God can welcome you into his kingdom. Because you've pre- repented. Because you've repented. Exactly. But the fruit of repentance is that it's a changed life. Yes. It's fruit of the Spirit. The things I used to love, I now hate. The things I used to hate, I now like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to say to people, how do you know you have a new relationship with God? And they say, I'm not sure. Because you have a new relationship with sin. You just don't like it anymore. No, that's I'm not judging anyone. No, no, obviously. Dude, yeah. I used to be a rough dude. I used to sing in bands and kick beer bottles over and yeah. get tanked. And I'm not judging anybody. But when I was born again by God's Spirit, now those things to me are a are a not a, just a dishonor to God. I just ugh. yeah. Do I still sin? Of course, I still. Everyone sin. still does. But at the same time, you don't want to. That's right. That's and I've is. got a godly sorrow for that sin yeah. now, Steve. And and now my heart is so is so inclined to want to please God, not in a not in a way that I'm legalistic. Yeah. But he's transformed me now to the point, now I just want to serve him and live for him. And and the reason I go to church is not to appease my conscience. I go to church because I'm reborn into a family and I need to grow. I'm like a little baby going, yeah. eh, I've got two kids. Yeah. You need to grow up in Christ and you need someone to teach you and lead you and help you. And I'm, I needed support and, and I needed someone to disciple me because the yeah. Bible says... We're not just to be converts, but disciples of Jesus Christ, which means ones who receive teaching and give teaching. Yeah. You've been on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. We'll get you back for the conclusion of the conversation in a few. But first, here's how you can partner in the gospel with us. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of the Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. So that's my three minutes, man. And... um, I don't know if you've thought about that before. You said you're a you're believing person, man, and I hope you'll... Yeah, you know. I mean, I've never thought about it that way, but I everything you say makes sense. That's good. Yeah. Because the good news is, the good news is, my friend, is that we can know we have eternal life. We don't have to fear death because death's an enemy mm-hmm. that Christ has taken care of. We can know, First John says, by believing in Jesus Christ through repentance and faith. And the good news is, is when we die, we pass from death to life, from darkness to light. Yeah. Not because of my goodness, but because of his goodness, kindness, and mercy that I've received by repentance and faith. Yep, that makes sense. That's you great. think about that? You have a I Bible will. at home? I do have a Bible. You do? Right by my bedside. Good, man. Yeah. You know what? I just encourage you to read the Gospel of John again. Okay. You read it? You read your Bible? I occasionally. Not all the time again, but occasionally Dude, I do. John, Gospel of John's powerful because he's he was referred to as, as as Christ, one of his best friends. Yeah. And John gives a very intimate look at Jesus Christ, what he's like and what he thought about and when he prayed. And, and what you see through the lens of John yeah. is this wonderful picture of the Savior. And John goes to say on to say at the end, he says, there's not enough books in the world to share all that Jesus did because he's that amazing and glorious. Yeah. So I just hope that he becomes your prized possession. Well, man. I hope so too. Praise the Lord. Honestly, I'll think about it. Steve, thank you thanks, very much, man. guys. Thanks, thanks for chatting. Really appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Steve. You too. Well, we're still rolling here. And um, just thought I'd walk with Brother Dwayne here and debrief on this. Now, uh, just to give you a little perspective, Dwayne is um, one of the newer road warriors <laughs> with the cross current. And I don't know if he's ever been on radio, but this is it. You want to say anything, uh, Dwayne? 
Well, just uh, that was uh, really uplifting, just to, the, the way that in which he, he seemed to be just mm. fixated on what you were saying. It wasn't, um, I mean, he, he kept eye contact with you basically the, the whole time, that you know, and was really fixated on what you had to say and certainly seemed to be uh, intent on uh, absorbing uh, pretty much the words you were giving him. That's a good. That's a good summary. See, the, the tough thing about radio folks who are listening is that you can't see the response from people when you use that law lawfully, as the Bible says. And with the law, we break the hard heart, and with the gospel, we heal the broken heart. But people need to know the weight of their sin. It's salting the oats, as it were, so that they'll desire to thirst for the righteousness that's only through Christ Jesus. So, yeah, it was really cool, and I, I was really, um, I was really sort of taken back because I based on what Steve had said, I wouldn't have pegged him as a Christian. Now, I'm no, not, I'm no. not, folks, for let the record show, I'm nobody's judge. I'm going to leave the judging up to God Almighty. However, um, the Bible is very clear that there will be fruit of repentance and faith in Christ. Yes. And uh, for people who don't think they need to go to church, I don't know what Bible to read. The no. Bible is very clear that we are to be in fellowship that we are to be pouring our lives into into a family. We are reborn into a family of God, and we are to worship together. We are to fellowship together. We are to serve together. And um, so I, I just, um, I thank God for that conversation with Steve because I really believe that uh, he connected with what was being shared. Now, Absolutely. Dwayne, is there anything, uh, as someone who's, um, you know, you've been out for a few weeks, and uh, we always say to people, and anyone listening again, we always say, if you will devote three months consistently to getting behind the wheel as it were and pulling off the sidewalk and sharing your faith and I use that as sort of a bit of a, an illustration of driving because you can't get good at anything if you don't practice and it's not a, the goal folks is not getting good it's being faithful but Dwayne would you what would you say has been sort of your experience as you've just in general been coming out and listening to conversations I know you've been praying for people as we talk to them yes. you've talked to some yourself yes what would you say by way of encouragement to anyone listening right now that's saying, oh, man, I need to do this. Oh, man, God's messing me up. I guess I would really encourage them, as scary as it is, because it is petrifying. Um, the first place to start is passing out tracks. Once you get comfortable with that, it helps. But right. people usually uh, um, are, are, are much like, like Steve was. They're, they're receptive to listening. Now, not all of them well perhaps have the same response he does. Right. But uh, for the most part... Uh, it's, it's amazing how God works when you're out and you're faithful and, and giving your faith in the sense that it, it just seems at some point that people are just fixated there. They can't, they can't move away yeah. from, from what you have to say. They, they want to move away, but they can't. Um, That's well put, man. I see that too. I mean, you see this, this account in the book of Acts where, where Philip, um, the, the Spirit of God speaks to Philip and he goes and meets this Ethiopian eunuch. He shares the gospel starting in Isaiah. It even says starting where he was reading from. Um, and what's really, really encouraging is he gets baptized, he gets converted, we understand. And at the end, the Bible says that God whisked Philip away, but the eunuch still went on his way rejoicing because it was the spirit at work. Yeah, that's right. Philip was just the, the willing vessel. Yes. It wasn't about Philip. It was about God, his gospel, the work he's doing, yes. his sovereign work of saving lost people. Exactly. And we're just, dude, we're just sowers we're, of seed. That's we, it. That's it. And, and I've, I've discovered from the few conversations I've, that I've had that a lot of times you, when the conversation's over and I stand back in amazement at how the words came with a, with a certain amount of... of 
of ease and that uh, yeah you, you don't you see you think you would stumble you're, you're uncomfortable with with talking about this you know without right. some practice but God through the Holy Spirit just feel his 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 prodding and go with it and it's amazing how the words can come and, and you can have uh, a conversations with people you would never have thought you would have ever right had. yeah that's well put man I I you know folks we don't want to angle ourselves as super evangelists. We all have fears of doing this. We yes. all experience those little, uh, those little jitters are coming out. It's the, it's breaking the ice with the first track and all those things. But I'm telling you what, God is so faithful yes. that if we step out in faith and we sow those seeds and we understand clearly that the qualities are in the seed, not the sower. It's not about us and our cleverness or our, our ingenuity. It's really all about what God's doing. And so we see his faith demonstrated time and time again but um but that's excellent now what have you found typically when you've been talking to people Dwayne as far as how have you been breaking the ice with people what do you have you been saying to people well um, mostly I'm I'm at this point because I'm fairly new to this I, I usually go with the million dollar question okay uh for the radio show that's something that I've I've gotten comfortable with just you know uh sounds crazy but just going over in my mind time and time again how I would start to do things like that and that's that's sort of how for me at this point I've been breaking the ice with people because it's something that's a it's something physical that I can give to people it's something that uh, they can see in their hand and it you know makes them wonder because they're seeing a a million dollar bill for goodness sake yeah definitely so Dwayne um, now this was your first time experiencing just uh, the street scripts and uh the yep. listeners' resources that we uh, develop for people to use, you know, sort of surrounding the radio show. How did you find three minutes to live? Went I so far it very well. Actually, I like I like the idea of a, of, of a script. It's one of those uh, things where it's it's basically laid out. So for me, when you're new, the thinking part of what comes next is sometimes hard until you get comfortable with that. Definitely, the script is it's there. You know, we all have. Um, a way of presenting the gospel that we're comfortable with and it basically leads us from what I've seen tonight it, it leads very well into that and gives you the opportunity to to uh, not have to think so hard about the next question because uh, absolutely because man. sometimes people will throw out red herrings or things yep. that get a new person such as myself off tr- off track right and it's easy to do I'll be the first one to admit that someone comes up with a real tough question I'm stumbling and really struggling definitely well you know what folks uh, uh, this is why we do what we do. We always say that sharing is scary, but not as scary as not sharing. And uh, let me ask you this. If you had a loved one who had three minutes to live, what would be those final words that they would hear from your lips? Would they be biblical? Would they be loving? Would they be truthful? So, folks, we, we beg you to think about that. And hopefully you've been learning some things through this series that are giving you the skills and, and the, the biblical basis to know what to say and how to say it and all those things. But, uh, but we want to thank you for listening. It's been another wonderful night of witnessing, and we just want to say God bless you. Personal. Uh. Let's get personal. Uh. And make sharing your faith a part of every day. Welcome to Let's Get Personal, a 60-second sample of personal witness training with the Cross Current. Your lost loved ones likely don't know that the cross is the climax of his story that God's telling for his glory. So open scripture and start from the start to share our part in his creation, our fall, his redemption, and his restoration. Because life's not about where God fits in our story, but where we fit in His. And that's just a glimpse of how TCC can help you and your church normalize sharing Christ in all your personal relationships. Personal.
for more um, personal witnessing or training, visit thecrosscurrent.com. Hi, this is Ravi Zacharias, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Hi, this is Corey McKenna, and you've been listening to Three Minutes to Live on TCC Radio, a series about urgency and the gospel. Non-Christians urgently hearing the gospel through Christians urgently sharing the gospel. So that's why at the end of each episode, I've been opening up God's Word to share with you, Christian, quick tips for being an everyday evangelist for Jesus Christ. Quick tip number one was live every day in light of eternity. Quick tip two was pray and read the Word every day. And here's quick tip number three. Go and sow for God's glory. When the Cross Current conducts training to equip churches by example to go and be Christ's witnesses together, I like to ask a critical question that really exposes our motivation for sharing the gospel. If God told you that you'd never personally see a single soul come to saving faith in Christ, what would keep you faithfully sowing the seed of his word? Well, let me share with you just a couple encouraging scriptures about salvation and sowing seed. Jesus said, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Only God the Father can draw, and only God the Son can raise. Not you, not me. And as far as our responsibility in sowing the seed of God's word, Paul writes, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God gives the growth. Remember, the qualities are in the seed, not the sower. So we sow the seed, we water the seed, but only God can grow the seed. So what then does God say is to be our primary motivation towards fulfilling his mission? Malachi 1.11 For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. My name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. God's highest power, majesty, and glory is in his name. Christian, the entire purpose of your life and witness is ultimately to reflect God's glory. That's why Jesus prayed to his Father, I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work you gave me to do. The Son brought the Father glory by finishing the work, the work of seeking and saving the lost through preaching the gospel. And that's our work too, preaching the gospel. And like Christ, we do this with urgency, motivated first and foremost by the glory of God. Well, thanks again for listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. You can access this podcast online at tccradio.com. I'm Corey McKenna, in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online, 
and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us, visit helphear.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.